oh, you didn't think you could reach $7,000 in a month. Well, you made $7,500 because we made a plan to create that. Um, and so it's lived experience is what makes that belief system change. Um, and so I just nudge you towards believing in yourself. Um, and so I will challenge my clients to read mindset books, but also to put themselves in environments they aren't comfortable. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. Today, we are joined by the lovely Krista of Equestrian Entrepreneur for a second time because there were such amazing rave reviews on the first episode, and we want to talk more about money, and so we figured we'd let you guys listen. Krista, welcome to the show. Hello. I am very excited to be back here. Uh, it is incredible, the, the audience that you you have Cassidy. I would have people reaching out on Instagram, through my website, just loving the episode. Um, so I am so glad to be back here. Amazing. Well, that's because you were amazing. And I mean, you and I have probably talked for like six hours of unrecorded time now, just like talking about all of the things of like weird, like woo woo stuff, money mindset, like all the topics that like nobody wants to talk about. And so I just like, I love that about you. I love that we can have these kind of conversations and I'm super excited to dive into this episode, mostly selfishly, because I love to talk to you about money and all things mindset. It is going to be a great dive into this. Um, one thing I've seen in the last few months is that a lot of people do want the woo and the mindset. Um, and I always just mix in a little bit of money management because if we embrace the mindset and the management we have a really strong foundation. You got one or the other, then you're out of balance and you might find yourself a little out of control. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that balance is like so important and nobody really talks about, I feel like nobody really talks about either side of it. So let's dive into it. Today's episode is really just going to be me and Krista chatting, <laughs> but the focus of this is going to be a question that we both get and it's essentially like when do you know when it's time to go full-time in your photography business and I kind of like briefed Krista on this that I don't necessarily have the best answer for people because I am not risk adverse I'm just like I'm very much of the mindset like burn the boats and you'll take the island so I I mean I just like quit my corporate job one day and was like I'm gonna figure it out but that's not the advice for everyone because a lot of people are a lot more risk adverse so Krista's a little more, I'd say, like wise on this topic of actually planning out for it. So we're going to dive into that today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the economy we are in right now, versus, as well as what we'll be experiencing the next few months, there will be even more entrepreneurs entering the space than now, which is hard to believe because the pandemic birthed a lot of businesses. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs have the goal of going full-time. 
not all, um, but a good chunk of us do. And one of the statements I absolutely do not believe in is that you just need to jump into entrepreneurship, whether that's, you know, you're just side gig, full time, whatever it is, we can always trust ourselves to do that leap. But I think it's important to set yourself up to get over that leap successfully. Um, And so the pieces that I think we're going to be touching on today are going to be having a savings put aside so that you have income for a couple of months when you go full time. Um, One piece that the transition between corporate and full-time entrepreneurship wreaks havoc on your nervous system. And so if we are really worrying about our next wage is coming in from, um, but also trying to bring in clients, we might find ourselves bringing in clients that we're not aligned with, that we don't really want to work with, but we need the check for. Um, And so putting aside a savings to cover three months of your bills plus some um, allows you to say no. You know, no is a word that very successful people use as full sentences and as a word, because you need to say no to a lot of opportunities so that the right ones can come in. Um, and so one piece that I will absolutely ask you is to do when considering going full time is how much savings do you need to put aside and how long is that going to take you? to put that aside. Um, And so I actually just had a conversation with a client yesterday that wants to go full time by June 1st, 2024. So she's very much wanting to prepare herself. Um, And so a piece is to pick the date and work backwards that we know, hey, you know, we only have to put $200 aside per month, or maybe we need to be putting $2,000 aside per month to get you to that goal to take that leap. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that that is something that is really important. And it's advice that I have not given just because I only like to give advice that I've, you know, taken myself, like the thing, the actions I've taken. So whenever someone asked me, like, how do I know when it's time to go full time? And I was like, and I'm kind of just like, I'm not necessarily the person to ask, unless you have like, I do acknowledge that I had a very like, I was very fortunate in my setup that I could work little odd jobs. We did not have an expensive lifestyle. And that's something I want to touch on too. Like I want to discuss like the sacrifices that you can make. Like we've, my husband and I have done that like time and time again and things like we've made a lot of sacrifices in selling the nicer car, having super cheap rent, you know, working our butts off and not going out to eat and like we've made a lot of those sacrifices. So I think that's a like a point that I want to touch on too. But all right, so here's my question that comes up that I feel like, you know, someone listening is going to think like, well, for me to save up for three months to be able to pay that, that's going to take me 10 years. And then they're like down on themselves because they're like, well, that's going to take me a decade. So I may as well not even try. Like if you have a client that says that, what's your response to them? Cash flow injection. Um, so a lot of the pieces I work with my mentorship clients on um, isn't just bookkeeping. So we come up with strategies to create offers that inject large sums of cash into their business, whether this is to set them up to go full time or just to cover a heavy season, such as needing to purchase a whole bunch of hay for winter. Um, it varies so much, but having that cash flow injection. Um, and also switching your mindset there. Um, when I started my business, I didn't think I would ever go full time because 
how the heck was I going to make 5K in a month? Well, now 12K is pretty dang average. Um, and that is just incredible. But the limiting factor on your mindset when it comes to money is allowing your nervous system to not be freaked out when we say hitting a $10,000 month or a six or a 20, whichever we want it to be. Um, so that is a very big piece, but the cash flow injections. Um, so for instance, I did the CECO mentorship in the beginning of um, 2003, so this year, um, and I gave everyone in my client base the offer to step into this mentorship at a very great um, rate because the first of the year is expensive, right? We have membership renewals, we have domains, all of those pieces that need done, um, so that would be my suggestion when it comes to high, you know, it's going to take me a long time to save up and I don't want to have to wait on that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And like, what are your tactics for, you know, talking about, oh, it's crazy for me to think about making like a 5k month. And now you're like, oh my gosh, that's easy. Like, what are your kind of like mindset pieces to go like that shift? Like, I feel like so many people I see get stuck at like, they're like, oh yeah, I can make like $2,000 a month as a photographer. And that's like their ceiling and they never like break through that. How are you like helping clients break through that ceiling so that they can make the money that replaces their full-time salary? There is a, I'm trying to say it properly. Um, a saying I've been using with my clients is to price for the results you create, not necessarily your value or your worth. And so if we know we need to make $5,000 in a month, okay, well, realistically, how much do you want to work of that? And what audience are you going to be marketing or advertising to? Um, because from there, we can determine how much are we going to price your pieces on and how much are we going to sell? Um, but alternatively, we don't always have to be only making earned income. So income that we make because we are putting in the work today. You know, there is an overused term of passive income, um, but we do want to be able to have different multiple or multiple revenue streams. So your earned income, money that we make while we are hopefully sleeping, but also in different ways. So how I've built my business to do that is I have reoccurring clients every month. So if you're a photographer um, that is doing brands, perhaps you have a retainer each month with these clients. And then build on top of that. You know, we have portrait sessions or we have consulting pieces or coaching. Um, there is ways to layer that so you aren't working yourself to the bone. Yeah, absolutely. How do you get people to like believe in themselves that they can do that? Like, I feel like, you know, and I think we talked about this in the last episode, so I won't like dive into it, but my whole like belief, because I saw another photographer, equine photographer, when I first started saying like, there was no way that they were gonna be able to make $100,000. And so I had this like belief, like there's no way equine photographers can make $100,000. And now I'm like, oh, that's not even that hard. Like if you really give yourself like three years going hard at it, really being committed, growing your skills, like you can 100% make six figures as an equine photographer. But like, getting through that belief, like, how do you help people believe that like what's even possible for them because I feel like that is so much of what is holding people back it is okay this one's a little bit um not difficult but I might not answer it directly um so one thing I will never do is sell 
you on your own dream. I will never give you permission to go after your dream or go and make more money. You have to sell yourself the dream and you have to give yourself the permission slip. Otherwise, when I step back from coaching you or mentoring you, what's going to happen there? And so whether I am working with you in your bookkeeping training, or I have you as a mentor client, um, I walk you through how we can build a business. So, you know, what are the different revenue streams you want? What are the boundaries you want? And we work together and have these little points that, you know, we reach this goal oh, you didn't think you could reach $7,000 in a month. Well, you made 7,500 because we made a plan to create that. Um, and so it's lived experience is what makes that belief system change. Um, and so I make you believe in yourself. I just nudge you towards believing in yourself. Um, and so I will challenge my clients to read mindset books, but also to put themselves in environments they aren't comfortable. Um, so for instance, I was, I did this to myself this last weekend. I went to Nashville because I just passed $200,000 in my business and revenue. Um, and I still find it hard to see myself as someone who makes that kind of money because, you know, Three short years ago, that was not my story. So I put myself in a fancy hotel. Um, I went and had some nice dinners. I wore a dress. I did these pieces. Um, and I made myself believe I deserve to be there. I belonged there. Um, even if the <laughs> even if the hostess at the front didn't think. I was meant to be there. You know, you don't have to look fancy and you don't have to, you know, put on the picture in order to make that money. Um, so also challenge yourself to go out into environments that are uncomfortable in any scale. You know, a fancy weekend in Nashville isn't always the answer. Perhaps you are going to a networking event to go and meet other equestrian entrepreneurs, or you are just going to have these conversations with potential clients stretching that comfort zone is where you grow um, and also where abundance is available to you. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I love that so much. And I can't believe I've never treated myself to a fancy weekend somewhere. I am a hundred percent doing that soon. Um, that's amazing. I love that so much. And I, I agree with you so much. And I love how you're saying like, you can't make someone believe in themselves you know and then you don't want like they're not going to work with you until the end of time you know like them having the confidence on their own and I feel like so much of confidence is competence you know like when you like you said you have the seven thousand dollars you know oh your crazy goal is seven thousand a month and you make seventy five hundred dollars and then you're like oh like I can make that money and like your belief grows a little bit more and it's just like a constantly like so something that I am really terrible at which I love that like you're doing this with your coaching clients like saying like hey look you did it you made 7500 when the goal was you know the crazy goal was 7000 like stopping and like actually like patting yourself on the back and seeing that you made some kind of you know like you made progress or you had this achievement even you like you know passing that insane revenue goal and treating yourself and acknowledging that you did something like I think a lot of us I'm speaking for myself, but I imagine that I'm not the only person in the world like this. It's always the next thing for me. It's never quite big enough. It's never quite good enough. There's always the next step. And so it's like hard to want to keep going 
like I often say I am a horrible boss to myself because I can I could double my goal and still be like, well, I probably should have tripled it. And so stopping and rewarding ourselves and being like, oh, dang, look what I did. Like we have to pat ourselves on the back. And I think that's something that I'm horrible at. And I'm sure a lot of other equestrian entrepreneurs are really bad at. Absolutely. And I can completely relate when it comes to what's next. I feel like my entire life has been what's next. Um, But one thing that I have been very good about since beginning the business has been rewarding and celebrating. Um, So my first celebration was registering my business. I went out, got a bottle of champagne. I'm sure it was like less than $30, not a very fancy one, but it was the point to take that moment and celebrate it. Um, And I'm going to do a plug on the bookkeeping here. It is really hard to celebrate your success if you don't know your success. And so with all of my mentorship clients, each quarter, we look at their numbers and we celebrate, you know, we celebrate the, the lessons as well, because we can take the wins and Hey, you beat this goal, but what did you learn from it? Did you burn yourself out? Did you absolutely want to burn your business to the ground this quarter? If so, then we really need to switch that because money is not the end of the business. Yes, it is the sole purpose of it, but I want you to be in love with your business. Um, this quarter has been really hard for a lot of my clients on the barn side of things. We have real estate that's really hard to afford pay grain. Um, and so I felt their dreams on my shoulders. And <clears throat> one piece that I take on when you're my client is I want to protect your dream um, from burnout, from bankruptcy, from misalignment. Um, and it's really hard to not take that personally, because our horse world is so small, and we are all the same humans. Um but we need to take lessons as they are and as well as the wins and celebrate them. Yeah, this is this is such like an important conversation that I feel like it's just like nobody really talks about these kind of things in our space, you know, like there are, you know, there's hard times in it and you can take those as, um, you know, meaning that you're supposed to quit and you were never meant for this and you suck and you're a horrible person and you were never meant to be an equestrian entrepreneur or you can be like what lessons did I learn from these things and like just you know shifting your focus in moments like that I think is something that's so important and it it sounds like simple and like underrated but like your your focus your mindset where your attention is like that's what's going to grow right like if you're focusing on all of the mistakes you made and how horrible you are that's going to grow you're going to reaffirm that in your life And if you focus on, oh, I learned some lessons and, oh, I did have some wins. Like this is something again, that I definitely do. And I'm sure I'm not alone is like, you can have, I could have a hundred wins, like just absolutely slayed, crushed it a hundred wins. But all I'll think about is the one loss or the three losses. And that, I, I mean, that's, human nature right like we're that's how we survived that's how we made it this far by focusing on like the negative the you know whatever the cougar that's going to eat us but I think you know being able to quickly realize that you're doing that and intentionally shifting your focus is such a huge part of keeping your business going you know keeping your business alive and not just calling it yeah um so one thing my mentor 
said to me last week, um, I'm a doubter of myself. I will catch myself doubting and you'll, I'm getting a lot better with nipping at it. Um, and I, I think I wrote this in a post. I might doubt myself, but I do not question my journey in the path ahead. Um, I know I will make it there. Even if in a moment I'm like, Ooh, you know, how's that going? So for instance, um, each month has been <laughs> fruitful this, this year, um, January started out with 20,000 and then February and March were in and around 12 each. But when I was pulling April's, um, at the very beginning, I was looking at 75. And so that was a shock to my nervous system to be like, Oh, okay. That's a jump down. Um, but what I often forget is that most of my inquiries come through within the first of the month and people build on in that month. So what was a 7,500 month a week ago is now already looking at 11 pushing 12. Um, and so it's also really important that when fear goes to smack you in the face, you go, okay, hold up. Uh, is this actual reality or is this my doubt holding me back for a moment? Um, always use that doubt to fuel yourself. Um, my, my mentor literally said, you will always stay ahead and you will be successful because that doubt fuels you. But it's just really important to have a balance of that. Doubt, but the path um, is, is very important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like so powerful. Ugh, I would like, can we just talk every single day and we'll just record it and pretend like it's not just like you giving me therapy. I feel like when I, and not even when I first started, I mean, for a long time, and I'm not saying it's, it doesn't happen at all now, but it happens very rarely now. Like it used to be the constant feeling of like, well, this is probably the last photo shoot I'll ever get to do. This is the last time I'll get hired. I'm never going to get another inquiry inquiry for a photo shoot. And if, you know, if, God forbid it rained and the shoot had to get rescheduled for four days from now. I'd be like, well, this is it. The business is over. Call it quits now. Like tell the LLC, call it off. Like it's done. And I feel like, you know, you live and learn enough. And you, after years and years of being like the next, the next inquiry is always going to come in, you know, like there's always another one. Like you, you might not, it might not be there tomorrow. It might not be there in a week, but like, you know, it's always coming in. And I think it just takes like, you know, I, I mean, I never heard anybody say this. So hopefully this helps like relieve somebody else's like panic of feeling that. But like for years, I constantly had that feeling of this is it. This is the end of it. This is the last one. And, you know, if somebody had to cancel or reschedule, it was like, oh, never going to make another dime. And then now it's like, if something happens, if, you know, somebody has to reschedule, like now, you know, if I'm traveling somewhere and I have to reschedule like five shoots, that could be you know, $10,000 that I then have to reschedule at a very like last minute, you know, type of situation for six months from now, because that's the only other time. It's not a big deal to me anymore. You know, it's not like, I know it's going to work out. And I know that that money is going to be replaced because, you know, my mindset and my belief in the universe always sending me the right people this way. It just, when you take that stress out of it, and that worry you actually keep the space for the right things to come in. But I feel like, you know, you're saying like your nervous system being like, oh my God, we're dying. It's over. Even though, you know, you like whatever, a year, two years ago, three years ago, you would have been like $7,500 in a month. Like, hell yeah, you go girl, like crushed it. <laughs> Gonna take myself for a fancy dinner and everything. 
but like that feeling of like your nervous system being like oh my god it's ending being able to like catch that and be like no it's not then you actually take the actions to make sure that that isn't just a $7,500 a month and that you can make it a $15,000 a month or another $20,000 a month but if you just let your nervous system like uh, have a panic attack you stop posting on social media you stop doing the things that are actually generating the income you just you put a hold on things and you just like reinforce the belief that like, yep, this is the end. So being able to quickly realize like, oh, I'm doing that again and shifting to that thought of, oh, it is, it's come, it is going to come in. It's going to pick back up, like is so important. And this is the stuff that like, you don't know when you start a business, you know, you don't, you don't know. No, absolutely. Uh, One piece I always see online is, you know, uh, F manifestation. Um, I'll, I'll work for it. Manifestation is literally believing in it and making it happen. Just like luck is just preparation and perseverance. Um, I am a firm believer that luck is not found. It is created. Um, and so it is absolutely so, so important. And a question entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur in general that, your belief system matches your goals. If we are wanting to hit those big scary months and they're scary to you, remove the fear first and see how easy that comes. Yeah, I and I've, I've told many people this in like mentor sessions, coaching stuff in courses, like my single-handedly, the thing that changed my business the most was working on me and my mindset. And I think, you know, like the whole like manifesting, it's like, oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch and then money's going to get deposited. Like people have like the people who don't actually understand what it means, like go to that because it's like an easy pass. But like you said, it's literally just like believing it's even possible for yourself. So like I can sit here and I can believe that I'm a horrible photographer. Everybody else is better than me that everybody's going to get picked instead of me. I'm never going to book another photo shoot because XYZ brand chose to work with somebody else over me. It means that I am, you know, I'm the worst. I am never going to be successful in this. I may as well just go get another job. And that would a hundred percent, if I just focused on those beliefs, then that's what would happen. I would end up with no clients because I'm not, if I don't believe that I have value and that I can, you know, that I am a good photographer and that I do have a lot to offer, I'm not going to do the things that are going to get me the clients. And so I think people are so like, oh, no, I don't want to even talk about mindset. It's just about like hustle and work harder and stuff. But like, you're not going to do the right things consistently enough. Like, yes, you can 100% push through for a little bit and have a negative mindset and still like hustle your way to some level of money coming in, I'd say. But I would never call that success because I think if you're just like, doing it angrily and doing it from a place of, oh, I'm the worst. Like, I don't think that that's truly success. But I think when you can shift like your mindset to be like, my beliefs have to come first. Like, I have to believe that it's even possible for me to do these things. And shifting my entire mindset to be focusing more on growing myself as a human and my mindset than trying to grow my business. Like, single-handedly change things more than anything else. 1000%. Um, and when, when you are wanting to go full-time in photography or really any type of business, um, it is so important that that mindset matches because if you go into full 
full-time entrepreneurship thinking you can just hustle your way through, um, you're going to end up fulfilling the broke horse girl, not breaking the horse girl broken era. Um, and so it doesn't... I, with multiple clients, they are photographers, coaches, trainers, um, business supporters, so brand developers or any of that source. When you go full time, you left the asshole boss in your corporate job in the office. You don't want to be working with clients that make you feel anything besides lit up. Um, yes, there might be moments of not difficulty, but learning those those relationships and building that out. But for the main part, you want it to be super flowy and aligned. Um, and that comes from being able to hold your boundaries um, and say, hi, you know, this is my pricing. This is how I operate. Um, and no, it's, it's not negotiable. Um, and so a lot of pieces I've had conversations with, with photographers lately is there's resistance to work. Whether it's, you know, they really dread editing or sending off their the galleries to clients, whatever it is, that resistance, that um, procrastination is a really, really big red flag that something in your business needs attention. Um, and if you don't pay attention to it, you will end up hating your business. Um, and that is absolutely what we do not want you to build. We want you to build a profitable, stable equestrian business within photography that allows you to go after those dream shoots, to have fun with your clients, but also to have fun and capacity to have creative shoots or to go after different passion projects. Um, but the profit has to be there in order to sustain and support that creative passion. Ooh, you're you're preaching today you're you're <laughs> I I love it this conversation is just it's amazing so thank you so much for being on the podcast a second time so everyone could be blessed with your presence um I mean just I could talk to you for hours and hours about this but I want to be respectful of your time so last kind of question I want to wrap up with is if you are let's just pretend you're an equine photographer right now but you also have a full-time job and you're kind of on that like cusp of going full-time but also like that means some scary things for you like what are your the next three moves that you're making to either go full-time or be like you know I think this is something a whole other topic but it's okay to not go full-time in your equestrian business you know it can be a side hustle that makes you extra money so that you could go and horse show or you know go and go camping with your horse whatever that means it's a hundred percent fine for that like, but like, what is your like three moves? If you're in that kind of like in between phase, like I'm almost there, but I'm terrified. I'm not sure what to do. Like, what would you do? So before I started talking, I actually wrote down three pieces. Um, the one is, <laughs> I love that. Those, <laughs> the one is being that savings, make sure we have money set aside. Um, the next one is reliable income. And so this can look different from photography, whether it is reoccurring clients on a retainer, or you just have the next three to four months booked out because you built the reputation, you built the integrity around your business. Um, that is a really nice spot to be with knowing there is money coming in. But then the last piece before you go full-time, make sure your foundation is set. 
Do not wait until full time to get your bookkeeping and accounting to set get set up. Your legal side of things. Have contracts. I should repeat this five more times. Have contracts with your clients in any service, whether that is coaching or it's photography or brand retainers. Um, that is really important. But also on that side of things, if you are building a business that is going to continue to scale, um, protect it. One piece I have found out with equestrian entrepreneur is it is really important to protect what you are building. Um, and so if we need to trademark, if we need to copyright, do all of these things before you go full time as much as you can um, so that you aren't having to fork out extra money once you're transitioning into that full-time piece. Um, so that I would absolutely suggest, you know, website, branding, all of those pieces be set. And then when you go full-time, use your profit to then continue reinvesting in the business. One thing I absolutely try to avoid with all of my clients is having them invest in their business from their personal side. When I first started up, I didn't invest anything in my business until I made money. I worked at a side table. Um, I didn't have a logo until I was full-time. Um, I didn't have a website until the money was there to pay for it. We don't always need the fancy and the flashy in order to build a business. Um, and as someone who is a huge branding nerd, that is often counter productive or counter whatever, um, what we hear or see online, but you can build a really successful business without the flash, um, your integrity, your loyalty and audience with your, within your audience is going to make that money, especially as we are heading into a lovely economic time. Um, it is really important to just have clients that are loyal, but also be able to offer a you know, service or product that solves a pain point that makes the pain of separating with your money easy because the pain of separating with your money is literally equivalent to physical pain. But if you are solving a bigger pain point, your clients are going to make it happen. You know, you're going to make my brand beautiful with photography and content. That's worth the $2,000. I'll make it happen. Um, so savings, reliable or reoccurring income, as well as making sure you have a strong business foundation before you go full-time. Um, I am someone who always wants you to believe in your path and move forward, but I never want you to leap into the unknown without the support behind you. Amazing, Krista. Thank you so much for that because I, you know, like I said, I don't like to give people advice that I haven't like taken and I did just take a giant leap and I was just like yeah I'm quitting my job and I'm gonna figure it out and there's you know probably people listening to this that that's the path for them but there's also a lot of people listening to this who are much much better suited to do it your way <laughs> I will advise you know I give other photographers like I try and you know coach people into you know as with the knowledge that I have used to build success but I will say this is one point that I tell people like, this might not be the path for you. This might not be the like, the route for you, you maybe shouldn't just quit your job. And like, I, 
that's my personality, but that is not that many people's personality to want to take that risk and be willing to make the sacrifices that are involved with that. Cause it's like, I don't want to make it like, Oh, I just like quit. And my husband just like paid for everything. And life was just like easy and simple. Like, no, I still had to like work side jobs and stuff. And like, we did not have nice things. Our mortgage was insanely cheap at the time. We had like no car payments. Like we had like older cars, like, you know, there was just a lot of sacrifice that went into it, but that's not everybody's situation. And so I love that now, like I can be like, when somebody asks this question, I'm going to be like, go take Krista's advice. That's probably wiser for you. Like having a plan is that, you know, I did incur a lot of stress because of the way I did it. You know, I'm not going to say there weren't, you know, a lot of like sleepless nights and times when I was like, oh my God, like, did I make a huge mistake leaving this like comfy corporate job? And now I'm, now I know I didn't make that mistake. Um, and I'm very grateful that I did it that way, but I really like having, you know, advice for someone who is like, I would never just quit my full-time job and hope that it all works out. You know, I, I love your journey though. Um, and I do know that it occurs for a good chunk of entrepreneurs. Um, so when you're going to take that, you know, sometimes we are in different journey well we are all in different journeys and paths um but sometimes that leap has to be made so hopefully if you are wanting to take that leap this podcast gives you the definitely the answers or at least some advice to go and take that leap yeah absolutely well krista i hate to end our conversation because i think i could talk to you for like another like good four hours tonight and then we'll pick back up tomorrow but thank you so, so much. Like I know how valuable your first podcast episode was and I know this one's going to be just as valuable. And hopefully you don't mind me sharing, but Krista and I have some training, potential coaching stuff in the works for you guys. Um, check out what, tell them your website and everything. I know you did last time, but tell them your website so they can go and work with you now. Absolutely. The website actually just got redone from Tara at Farm and Fur Co. So you can find yes. us at equestrianentrepreneur.ca. Um, both the bookkeeping and mentorship services are on there. Um, and you can always find us on Instagram at Equestrian Entrepreneur. Amazing. You guys have to go check her out. I mean, obviously you just heard from this conversation, all the value that she can provide, but imagine if you had her like coaching you and working with you, you know, regularly. So can't recommend Krista enough. And thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast.